Myself podcast. Yeah. Y'all ready to go down this rabbit hole with your boy? <laughs> I know you all, man. That's why you're here. You could be anywhere in the world, but you're right here with me. Good boy. The real What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Thoughts about the VLDI podcast, and here is another episode of Growing Up the VLDI, my life story. Welcome y'all back. Um, if you haven't been keeping up with the story, sucks for you. You're going to have to go back and <laughs> find the beginning. But just a short summary. At this point, I'm relocated from Palosta, Georgia to the suburbs of Washington DC slash Virginia DMV area whatever you want to call it I'm attending Herndon High School just finished summer school and now um, I'm in summer camp for football now being the new kid at a school is rough but being the new kid on the football team can be even rougher because most of these guys they've played in uh, they've been playing together since 6th grade spring football they played middle school together and they they played their freshman years together and now they're playing their varsity or their jv seasons together so i okay this is just started at this point we've, we've been in practice for a while summer school's getting closer so you know it's time to start getting close to our first scrimmage and going back to school and the season's gonna start. At this point, we have two running backs. That's right, two running backs. You have me and you have this Italian kid now. Being, this was strange to me because coming from Valdosta, where everybody wants to play running back, I had never been on a team or even seen a team where only two people on the whole team wanted to play running back. So basically we had a a fullback and a tailback and coach was not satisfied with that at all so he decided that they were going to attempt to get the two guys who played running back last year and seventh and eighth grade together to come back one guy had just quit he decided he didn't want to play ball anymore he was done the other guy was still playing but he was going to be playing for a different school because he had moved so and I'm overhearing this whole conversation firsthand. Coach talking to the players, asking about these guys and why they're not here. And, you know, so they could they tell the guys to go and see if they can convince the one guy, the one who still attends the same school but doesn't want to play. Go see if you can convince him to come out and play. Tell them that we need Then they tell them to see if the other kid has any relative that he can use the address for so that he can be on the team. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Yes, this, this is illegal. They told him to see to see if the other kid had somebody's address he could use so that he could play football for this team. And number one, this is a major insult. If you've ever played sports, you understand. 
if you don't then you probably don't get it but it's real simple when you've been out there busting your butt in the hot sun two a day practices you're getting hit you're putting in the work when there's only two running backs that means we have to take all the reps as running back <clears throat> every time for every play on offense we're the guys who have to take the reps because we're the running backs we're the only running backs we've been getting drugged whole season and then even sometimes when they put together a scout team we still have to play running back on the scout team so <clears throat> it's insulting we put in all this work and now you're going to go and try to bring in two other guys to fill our position now i understand that you want your your uh backfield to be deeper than just two guys but pause but you know instead of reaching into the team finding somebody and developing them you decide you're just gonna go out and try to get some whole other guys to come in insulting so in the next couple coming days uh <clears throat> we end up the guys end up coming um they start practicing and immediately this is when our it, it, the, the being a new guy part hurt this is where it cuts because the other running back, his name was Tony. The other running back, he was a soccer player who was just playing for, he was soccer. I think his main sport was like track, but this was his first year ever playing football. <clears throat> and he was, and, and of course I'm new. So we're both new to the team. And as soon as these guys show up, you automatically see all the camaraderie, the brotherhood shift from us to these guys and not to be sour but i will say that i do feel there was some sabotage going on some sabotagery some shenanigans going on because these two i'm I, now I remember this blatantly that the two guys would uh they try to get us out of reps meaning you know they do we have this thing where during practice you know one set may run two plays two three plays then we swap out and then the other set runs a couple plays or when somebody needs to break we just swap out and everybody gets some reps these guys would try to just hog the reps they didn't want to come out of practice they just stay in there and <clears throat> what they're doing is they're limiting our exposure at this point they're 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 showing off what they can do and getting the coaches familiar with them getting the linemen and the quarterback familiar with them and pulling that familiarity <clears throat> familiarity away from us because everything football is a game of timing and it and you know <clears throat> once you get an understanding and get comfortable with where your quarterback's going to be where your running back's going to be who's he going to block who's he not going to that all this type of stuff they're building that rapport and pulling us out of the front <clears throat> and we're just having to watch it happen and then basically just force our way into getting reps. So, young DI definitely wasn't into that. So, I started to kind of separate myself from the group from the group because I saw what was going on and I knew what was going on. Now, while everybody would still be friendly with me, it still was that it still was that little click on the offense that was kind of leaning towards these other guys. Which is understandable. They played with him before. 
So it had me considering playing defense, but I really just didn't want to play defense because they ran a different defense than I was used to playing in. You know, I was used to playing in a defense where, you know, we have a, they played like a 4-4-2 inside linebackers and outside linebackers. We either way, they didn't play with a free with a strong safety, and I like to play strong safety. So I either had to be a free safety or I either had to be a corner, and I didn't really want to play either one of those. So enough of that. Just keep it moving. <laughs> Picture day. Picture day rolls around, right? And <laughs> so we do our whole look. We get out. We now we've got our game jerseys. We got our game pants and everything. We've had to go out and get our game cleats and our game socks. All the stuff. That we're gonna wear during the game we've taken our group pictures and now we're taking individual pictures in so it's my turn to take my picture and you know what young deville di does it, <laughs> it's funny to me now but i understand at the same time how i even further dif- distance myself from the team and the coaching staff by doing what i did when i go up to take my picture i'm taking my picture kneeling uh, one knee helmet beside me good old helmet and, and you know you're just supposed to kind of sit there put your hand on the helmet whatever so <laughs> I decided to display a gang sign in my picture because I thought that was going to be sick it was going to be subtle nobody was going to notice it and then I have something dope I can send back to my fr- not to my family but to my friends and brag about you know how I threw up my I, I was I wasn't throwing up a set. I was really dissing a set. I was throwing another set down. Was what Deville Di was doing in this picture. So I do my little my little gang little gang 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 whole lot of gang shit sign and take the picture. And I'm excited. I'm ready for this picture to come back. Now, <laughs> how I uh how I realize that my whole no let me just tell the story so like the next day or it might, it might have been later on that day i think it, might, it was the next day though so we had this little huddle and the coach is giving this whole spill about we're not there's no gangs on this team we're not this we're not that we're a team all this so on and so forth and i'm sitting there myself and i'm thinking like why is this dude you know talking about this like what is the whole what is the point he's trying to make with all this so apparently somebody noticed me doing this gang sign on the uh in my picture and told the coaches so the whole speech was really geared towards me i feel like i don't think i don't know if any i did it wasn't like i told anybody i did it and nobody else told me that they did anything like that so i'm just having to assume that they saw me doing what I was doing and now we have this whole rant. But I'm still like, screw it. Pictures took, I'm good. Still gonna have that to brag about. And uh, so later on, when the pictures finally show up, they cropped, they cropped the picture. <laughs> they cropped the hell out of my picture. So you couldn't even see what I was doing with my hand. I was kind of pissed about that, but at the end of the day, they didn't crop it. They, they like they did an angle. They did an angle because you know they take several different shots. The angle that they chose to include is my personal picture. Uh, you couldn't see what I was doing with my hand, and I was thoroughly pissed about that. 
but you guys won on that one and i shouldn't have been doing it, it was it was kind of stupid anyway and all i did was really just alienate myself even further from the coaches and stuff by doing that because now i look like i'm potentially a troublemaker i'm showing up the camp i got braids you know what i mean and everything they don't know me from a hill of beans and now the kids throwing up gang signs but so we're going in the next segment we're going to get into uh really when i actually start going to school and uh yeah so let's just stop right there take a time out take a little break go get you some snacks you ain't got time to go get no damn snacks man we're gonna keep this show rolling So, school starts. School starts, and I get up in the morning, walk down to the corner. We had a bus that uh, bus actually came right at the corner of my neighborhood. Walk down to the corner, standing at the bus, and um, Mouse is there. Mouse is a kid, a Latin American kid I met from in uh, summer school. So, at this point, Mouse. It's like the only person that I know at the bus stop. So I'm talking to him. We're kicking it. And I noticed all the other Latin American kids is kind of looking at me funny because I'm talking to Mouse. And uh, what I didn't realize, what I didn't know, that in this area, there was sort of a beef between the the, the Latin community and the um, African-American community. They didn't really get along too tough. It was like a, you know, some pre-existing tension there that I was totally unaware of, but because I wasn't from there, but nobody ever said anything to me about it. I just found out about, you know, just by overhearing things and stuff, but that's not an important part of the story anyway. So we get to school. I jump off the bus, go in the building. Now this is the first time I've been in the actual school, right? Because the whole time I'm going to football camp, like I told you, my summer school, all I did was I got dropped off at the school and we stood outside under the little bus area, this little carport area, and the bus came and picked us up and took us to summer school. So now, uh, uh, and, and during football camp, we got we came around the back. That's where the lock, the football locker room was. And then outside in a separate building, well, you could get there from the inside, but there was a separate building where the, the like the weight room and stuff was. So I had never been inside the school before. Walking into this school, immediate shock. See, your boy DeVille Diaz was coming from a school that was 80 per, 85% or more uh, African-American. And then the white Americans, the Asian Americans, the Middle East Americans, they made up the the rest of that. That other 15% was them. Now, I walk into this school and I immediately think, where's the black people? Because I'm just, it's just, just, it's just, I'm just overwhelmed by the lack of melanin that I'm seeing in this building. See, I'm in the reverse now to where white Americans and white Americans and then Latin Americans Hispanic Americans, I don't mean no disrespect, I, whatever the proper terminology is, they made up the bulk of the school. 
and then you know the asian americans the middle eastern americans everybody else made up the rest and then a lot of the a lot of the black kids that went to this school were african and when i say african i don't necessarily just mean their parents are african i mean like african like immigrant africans so you know that was a culture shock i had never been in this situ- well i had been in a situation once well when i lived in ohio but it that even then the school wasn't as diverse as well i can't really say it was diverse it was diverse to me because i hadn't been around this many people of different uh, origins before but it, i've never i had never been in school where uh um since elementary where i was in the actual minority of people in attendance of this school threw me way the hell off it's because it's weird um you know when when you go i wasn't used to any i I wasn't used to being the black guy in the class or one of the couple black people in the class and you know when you go into a classroom and you're trying to find your seat especially when you're allowed to just kind of sit wherever you want to your first instinct is to sit next to people you're trying to subconsciously find people who who you relate to people who look like you and so of course naturally first thing you're going in you're looking for people of the same race to sit by and then when there wasn't many or any people in there first so first i walk in i'm looking for another black guy to sit by there's no black guys in the class then i next i start looking for a football player of course I said, are there any football players in the class? I'll sit next to the football players. And then after that, of course, you know, I'm going to sit next to a black uh, a woman, young lady, if I can find one of those. So it was just going through this whole elimination process of trying to find a place, my place, amongst the people in the school. Another thing I noticed, man, this school was like some um, Saved by the Bell, some high school hot type of stuff, man. They had these whole full-length lockers. We didn't have none of that down in my Austin these full length lockers school was huge upstairs downstairs all these different wings um they had this lady that would walk through the halls in the morning and she had a cart with like pastries and juices and all type of stuff that you could get for breakfast if you didn't have if you hadn't had breakfast you know you didn't get in school time enough to go to in time to go partake in the school breakfast you could just grab something off the cart in the hallway and they had a, a, a little stand set up where you could buy like notebooks and paper and school supplies and all that type of stuff and all this ran off of a cart you had a lunch card you had to swipe your card it was basically a lunch debit card prepaid card you have to swipe your card and put in your number and you that's how you bought stuff deville had no idea about this so first day i'm lost and then who do i see randy randy the other guy that i met in summer school so i link up with him immediately and i'm wandering the halls with him early talking to him he's you know kind of giving me the lowdown pointing me in the right direction of where my classes are and all that type of stuff so the first day was was, was weird because i'm going from class to class to class to class to class and in every class i was in i say there may have been total three football players in the classes that I was in and nobody that I knew at all besides those football players in any of the classes that I was in. And that was just hella 
awkward, but I still got the football team, right? But the thing about it is, like I said, I'm the new guy. So even though we have this certain amount of camaraderie that we built uh, as the football team during the summer, now there's other people involved. Now it's not just us. Now we're at school with their friends and the people that they grew up with. And everybody didn't really act the same. Everybody didn't keep the same energy that we had in camp. All that kumbaya stuff just kind of went out the window. Everybody kind of separated into their different cliques or whatever. So going through that first day, lunchtime hits. Go to lunch, find the lunchroom. I'm wandering around. So I see some guys from the team jump in line with them we're talking i go through i get my food i get up to the front and um realize i have she asked me for my card and i'm like what car i don't have a card and so she says okay well what's your number i can put it in i'm like number i had no idea i felt like my parents set me up i had no idea that i was supposed to have any type of card any type of information to put in to get my lunch but the lady was like, it's cool. You know, it's the first week. Yada, yada, yada. Gave me the, the thing, the form and everything to take home. Have them put some money on your card, so on and so forth. You'll be good. So, boom. Get my food. That was another thing that was different. They had options for lunch. You had your regular school lunch. You come through and it might be like hamburgers. You can get the hamburgers. You can get the, the pizza. You can get or like the the nutritional school lunch that they put together whatever that might be and then they had a little area where you could get like tacos and and, and mexican food saw so that that wild so now i got my food and i'm walking around the lunchroom trying to figure out where to sit now like i said this was like some movie school stuff i never experienced this before because i'm walking through there and i see some guys from the football team sitting together. So, you know, naturally, I wander over there and I'm speaking to everybody and da 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 And they're like, I go to sit down and they're like, this is the senior table. The fuck? The senior table? They're like, yeah, this is the senior table. You gotta sit back there with the sophomores and the juniors and everybody else. And they laughed and it was like, okay, I respect that, so. I went and found the sophomore table where the sophomore football guys were sitting in the sophomore uh, um, the, the, the other table the table where the sophomores and, and the juniors and everybody else was sitting was kind of like it wasn't just a football team the senior table was really just a bunch of football players and their girlfriend so it was no big deal I go sit down we kick it and uh, you know it was decent first day didn't turn out too rough but then, you know, it's time to go home. No, it wasn't time to go home. I had practice. But on the days that I didn't have practice, I would be terrified. You know why? Because the field did high tends to forget things. And trying to remember what bus I was supposed to get on to get home. This is not being like being in the city that you grew up in to where if you get on the wrong bus and you get dropped off, you know, you get to a neighborhood and you, it's not your neighborhood. You get off the bus, but you know where you're at, and you know how to make how to make your way home. Um, and you probably know somebody in that neighborhood. In this situation, if I get on the wrong bus, and I get once I get off, I probably have no idea 
where the hell I'm at. So I have to make sure I'm, I'm getting on the right bus. So, you know, I just use my instincts and I look around and I try to remember faces and lock on to a face I remember from the bus and I follow them and get on the bus, you know, and the buses was even different. These buses had AC, they had the radio, they be jamming the, it's time for the percolator, it's time for the percolator, it's time for the percolator, parasuco jeans, well, all that. <laughs> we jamming all that on the way to school, man. But I think I'm going to wrap it up. Uh, today's story right there man we're gonna get back into it next week next friday with another episode of growing up the real di well we'll just go uh start to dig a little bit more into some of my experiences in there you know my love life at the school the bully i, I got bullied a little bit at the school and and just how did the real di find his place in school did the vi deal the real di make friends did DeVille D.I. lock down his crush? Find out next episode. I'm out of here. Peace.